This is our 15th episode. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing the same as I was. Oh, that's cool. I'm doing awesome. Speaking of awesome, I want to talk about Austin for just a moment. What's happening in Austin? Early voting goes the 30th. And then on that Tuesday, November 3rd, the big show, the big dance. Yo, what up? This is your old friend, Alvin. It is good to have you with us again, so please relax, lay back, and enjoy another 17 minutes podcast with your host, La Fool and A. Texas voters certainly can vote before Election Day. It runs from Tuesday, October 13th to Friday, October 30th. Dates and hours may vary based on where the person lives. I'm just reading this off of uh, early voting search on Google. I didn't know you were asked to show photo ID to vote in Texas. You got to show some kind of ID. Yes, they want you to show ID. If you don't have an ID, uh, there's ways that you can still vote in Texas without an ID. How does that work? You could bring like an old pay stub in, like a, if it's from a like a government pay stub of some sort or a paycheck, I think it is. Like a birth certificate, bank statement. Is your vote cast or is it provisional if you have to do it that way in Texas? I'm unsure of that. Okay. I'm pretty sure that your vote's cast. However, there are certain conditions in which your vote will be provisional. They have a whole book that they give before the election that you can go through. For example, if you've moved recently from a county to one county, right? You know that's one way that it might be provisional. There's several ways that if you lost your ballot, like let's say that you got a mail-in ballot that was sent to you, but that you never received, you can come in and say, I want to vote in person. And if you actually have your mail-in ballot and bring it in because you received it, you can vote regularly. You can surrender that ballot and then vote as you would on any election day. But you have to surrender that ballot, I'm guessing. You have to surrender that ballot. Okay. If you're unable to surrender that ballot, then you'll be voting provisionally. Okay. So I want to talk to you a little bit more about that, but there's one thing that I want to say first, because we've got 50 states and some territories that are all getting ready to vote. And each state is wildly different from every other state. Mm -hmm. And I think it's critically important that if you would like to vote, you take some time right now to go to your secretary of state website, or just look up how to vote in your state online and find out whether or not you can register on the same day. Find out how you are getting your ballot. Are you an all-mail ballot state? Are you an absentee ballot state where you can sign up to vote absentee either in a single year or in perpetuity? Each state differs with uh, early voting. I'm guessing some states still don't do early voting, but I'm not sure. So there's lots to find out about if you are eligible to vote in the United States You still have time to figure all of that out uh, to be prepared to cast your ballot. But I wanted to ask La Fool, so you have volunteered and worked as a poll worker for a couple of elections now. Talk to me about what that's like. And let's bear in mind that this is all in relation to Texas and how Texas votes. But why is it important, um, especially in this year, 
for you to be present at the polls during elections? I've been doing it since the 2018 midterms, and it's definitely been a learning experience. All of that I've gathered, watching them going through the different training and that stuff, people in Travis County are very adamant about trying to make sure everybody's vote counts. I say that with some hesitation because, and this is just my opinion, it seemed at places like the University of Texas at Austin, that I felt the sense sometimes that they really weren't that fond of that youth vote because they're from out of town. They're not from her. There's others that get very offended if you try to even discourage one person from voting. So, you know, it, it really kind of goes back and forth. But for the most part, most of the Travis County officials, especially at the higher levels, are doing a fairly good job of trying to make sure that everybody's votes counting uh, and that the elections are fair. And I think there's like 171 locations this time. And every bit of equipment they have is out. That's one of the problems I see is that they only have so much equipment to work with. And so they're doing their best with you know the resources that they have. Tell me why you decided to get involved as a poll worker. I mean, that's a big decision for anybody. It's a time commitment. If you get paid, I understand you don't get paid that well. You're stuck dealing with long lines of people day after day. I'm guessing that a number of them are complaining loudly. What goes through someone's mind when you decide to become a poll worker? Mine was just by chance. I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. I was down at the Department of Motor Vehicles, and I was getting in line there. I looked across, and I saw that there are people in there doing some kind of training. And so I was like curious to know like, what they're doing. And someone says, that's for the upcoming elections. And so I just asked if I could volunteer, and they said yes. That's what kind of got me started in the process. But then when I got in there, I would listen, and, and I became very concerned that some of those who are a bit more conservative really didn't want what they call those liberal voting, and especially when it came to places like UT. I wanted to make sure that I could be there to ensure that their votes did count. And it's funny because I got put in other places, I got put in some areas that were very red. And even though I wasn't necessarily voting with the same pattern that they were, their votes mattered every single vote mattered. And that's when I realized that it's the most important thing rather than being in left or right is being fair. Every American has the right to vote. A lot of people that I know voted for Trump and a lot of people are like, I can't believe you voted for him. And it's 2016. Personally, I can't believe for those who didn't vote. Those who are like, you better vote for our person. And then they didn't even show up on the election day. And that's Trump didn't win because of who voted. Trump won because of who didn't vote. And that's how this election is going to be. If you came to cast your vote, your vote should count. If you didn't even show up, I don't want to hear you snivelling and complaining. So I'm there to try to make sure that every single vote counts. It doesn't matter what side you vote on. You think you look at somebody and tell how they voted and you really can't. You would be surprised. I'm concerned that the Libertarian Party is being mistreated. Mistreated in Texas or across the nation? I don't know that much about the Libertarian Party. Across the nation. And the Green Party also across the nation. And there's the Socialist Party. You'll never see them get any kind of seat on the platform or space. We talked about this before. In Texas, I can only speak in Texas, there is no room for the Libertarians, the Greens, and the socialists to have a primary on the same date that the Democrats and the Republicans do. 
So their primary gets pushed out. The county is only responsible for two primaries, and they have them on the same date, and that's because the Democrats and the Republicans split the cost of that primary. Is that because the Libertarians, although they are the third largest party in the United States, that they don't have money to run a primary in the states the way that the two other parties are flush with money and can do that? I can't tell you exactly the reason why, but I can tell you this much. It should be mandatory at the federal level that all parties can participate on the same day in the same primaries. Right. That should be mandatory. And it's not. That's why the system is broken. The system is designed to cheat. The Republicans, the Democrats, go back to 1855 or 6, and even though we like to think they're two separate parties, in my opinion, they're the same. This is why, even to this very day, they push every other party out, and they pay for the uh, primaries together. They split the cost. Why can't they go thirds and, and let libertarians pay a portion? Why can't they let the Green Party pay a portion? Now there's four parties that we can be voting on. And their big fear is, oh, it's going to take away from our vote. Well, that's really not democracy. There is a significant number of people who are registered outside the two-party system, and they are actually the ones who end up making the difference in who wins the major elections. Yes, they are definitely left outside of the system and not given a lot of leeway to have their voice heard, to have their candidates known throughout the states, and for citizen voters to be able to say, hmm, I wonder what that guy over there thinks about the subjects that are important to me. We're missing a huge opportunity to to widen the scope of who we send to govern us at the federal and at the state level. Yeah, and that's done to try to keep control of the system. They don't want real change. They don't want real voices. They don't want grassroots anything in our political system. The Democrats and the Republicans up on top have an oligarchy system, and they want to control it, and they want to keep it. Give you two options. You can either take this side of the coin or that side of the coin, but there's only one coin, and that's kind of a Hobson choice. Yes, your favorite thing. <laughs> At least this is my favorite term. I think the idea of it being my favorite thing, I think it's horrible. I think it's it shows that we're not the greatest nation in the world. We don't even have a political system that's free of corruption, that's free of outside influence, or that has choice for people. We're not even close to being the greatest. We're definitely here, but we're controlled by a handful of elites who are linked to the military-industrial complex, to the pharmaceutical companies, and to the new world order. They don't talk about it as much now because people pay attention, but this is all just a one page agenda and it helps out 1%. But with that being said, all that I can do right now for this election cycle is just to judge fairly. Will I be voting for a red or blue on the lower portions? Probably so. On the upper portions, last time I voted for a green just because I thought it would be better to have a doctor in charge, come to find out we face an epidemic, which a doctor, I think, would have handled much better than a failed business mogul. I think my choice was a good choice, and I think we can see the outcome of bad decisions. And this time, I wanted somebody that was going to take TSC off the controlled substance list, and that is neither the blue choice or the red choice. Would you say that you're a single-issue voter then? No, but- If everything is equal, there's definitely one more little nugget that will make the difference. Boop. 
that wasn't meant to be a pun, but yes, it was. <laughs> okay, well, there's your pun for the day. I mean, everyone has a fault. If there's one platform which I think is almost flawless, it's the Green Party platform. Why is that? I haven't looked at it at all this year. It's kind of similar to last year, but they just keep upgrading it and they keep making it better. In 2016, it was by far superior than every other platform. I don't vote cult of personality. I vote your platform. Bernie Sanders had a great platform. It's like, oh, not bad. Was Bernie perfect? No. Bernie had issues with drones. He had a lot of little small things that weren't perfect, but his platform was way superior than everyone else's. And for this last election cycle, I liked Andrew Yang's platform. Bernie Sanders had a great platform. Tulsi Gabbard, I think, had the superior platform. She was actually my number one choice. Those were really the three that I was hoping were going to be on the ticket. Got pushed back. Elizabeth Warren had a plan, but if I had to pick three, they would have been in order. Tulsi Gabbard, Bernie Sanders, and Andrew Yang. Those would have been my three. And if either the Republicans or the Democrats says, you know, we're going to take 25% of you guys' platforms and make that part of ours. I would have been happy to lean toward whichever side did that, but we didn't get that. What we got was uh, Cake Rocks and both for us anyway. Blue no matter who, or red or us dead. I think both parties suck. They wanted to fight heads up. I just think that the Blues better win this election. You push this out, it's up to you to win it. So I'm just going to be on the sidelines making sure that everybody's playing fair at the ballot polls. Did I say that right? Ballot poll? No, but I like it, so let's keep it. The ballot poll. <laughs> Take your ballot to the poll and cast it. I'll make sure everybody gets to cast their ballot fairly. Uh, and that's my goal, to make sure that every vote counts. It doesn't matter what you vote for. You know that Bernie Sanders is not going to be allowed as a writing candidate. That's something else that I learned too, which I thought was pretty jacked up. In Texas or? In Texas at least. So check your local state and see if you can even write in Bernie Sanders because in Texas, nope, they give a list of those that can be as of write-in. Of course, that's the Democrats. They don't want Bernie Sanders to be a writing candidate. We know this. They want his people to vote for their guy, but they don't want it to look out for them. It's going to be interesting. I got one phone call from a conservationist group that was pushing for the blue like hey vote for our guy and i told them thank you for calling you're the only ones that have called me so far and i know what list was off of but at least one person's making an effort and i've seen a whole lot of trump people out going door to door dropping stuff off probably not wear a mask that's their little cult thing but you know what? They're out there at least. And he's not going to lose a single voter except for those which he lost because of having large gatherings. They're all going to come out to pull and vote for him. So it's up to the Dems. This is their game to win or lose. And whether wins or lose, I've lost either way. So for me, either way, it's what they call a Punic victory. Hopefully they'll pull this out. That way we can be protesting the crap out of Biden in March. Because he's not going to care about shootings either. That's just my opinion. Hopefully, I'm absolutely wrong. Biden wins successfully. He changes America. He makes it a better place. We all hold hands and sing Kumbaya every Friday evening. That's my dream. Happy dreams. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. All right. I'll talk to you very soon.
Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom. Snip, snip.